Welcome to the Skilled Finances Podcast. My name is Lindy. And my name is Tando. We're so glad that you landed on our podcast where we're talking about all things money with a focus on couples' finances. Our aim is to inspire you to learn about money so you can use it to live on purpose and leave a legacy. We look forward to taking you along this journey with us. So let's get into today's discussion. Do you find that you and your partner are constantly arguing about money? Listen, we have been there. We completely understand. Money is one of those things in a relationship, if mishandled, can lead to tension and friction. And you may try to be having constructive discussions with your partner about money to have good financial decisions in your home. But every time you approach that conversation, it ends up going ugly. Right. You may even be in a position where you start to avoid talking about money altogether Mm. so that you don't actually have these fights. What we want to do today is to have, is have a discussion, to have a talk with you. Specifically, we're going to talk about five reasons or five things that lead to you having money arguments with your partner. Not in an effort to point a finger at you, to say you're doing this wrong or you're doing that wrong, but simply to unravel and unpack some of the reasons why couples argue about money and hopefully give you a different take, a different perspective right. on how to handle it. At the end of this, what we also want to do is to share with you the number one thing that has really helped us to avoid having money conversations that lead to arguments all the time. So one of the reasons that couples do end up arguing about money is because they probably rushed into combining their finances without mm. having a conversation or a discussion as to why they were combining them in the first place. And to be quite honest with you, we did that. And we found ourselves in that situation because before we got married, um, we lived apart until we got married. So the moment we got married, a lot of the conversations we had with married couples or people in relationships and stuff, the one thing that would always come up were people saying, well, once you get married, you need to have a joint account. And then I don't know whether we just didn't ask why you need to have one or we just thought, oh, well, this is the norm. It makes sense. People are together. They should just combine their finances. It just makes so much sense. But we then came to realize that unless you know why you are doing it, as good as it may sound and yes, as favorable as it may be for some people, it might not actually be the right thing for you. So it's important to then have that conversation, discuss your why, figure out why you want to do it and not exactly go with what everyone else is saying. I don't know if you found that as well, that because we didn't have that conversation, we just went with what other people told us. (laughs) It was really like a point of tension in our relationship yeah and the reason why this leads to arguments is because when you when you make your accounts joint so basically you combine your finances together with your partner um obviously it's your partner you love them you care for them but at some point you're going to have disagreements and you're going to really uh i guess rub shoulders in terms of what you should do with your finances and if you're not quite used to that you know you're so used to being on your own making financial decisions by yourself and doing what you feel is best and when you when you're doing something and your partner disagrees with it or your partner's doing something that you disagree with and if your money is joint that's a hard position to find yourself in because on the one hand you're thinking wait I i think we should do this with our money. And your partner saying, no, I think we should do this with our money. And the reason why this obviously leads to arguments is because you're approaching it at it from different perspectives. But you haven't really understood, well, why are we having a joint account? Why did we combine the money in the first place? What's the reason behind that? You know, there is no automatic rule that says you're in a relationship, you need joint accounts. 
but that's how we saw it. Um, and so when we're having conversations around financial planning, what should we should do with our money going ahead in the future, we were having arguments all the time about, you know, should we invest in this or should we save for that or should we pay for that or should we spend over here? And it was just constantly back and forth, felt like we were not quite on the same page. Yeah. But the reason was because we just rushed into it. We didn't have a discussion of a plan of how exactly are we looking to combine our finances or manage our money together as a couple. And that can lead to so many different arguments. So that's the first reason. The second reason why couples argue about money is because you're being too judgmental about each other's financial decisions and most importantly, too too judgmental about each other's spending habits. When you get into a relationship with someone, you need to understand that you know, that is a different person. Now, that's easy to say, but what do I mean? What I mean is that you have different financial attitudes, you have different money mindsets, you have different habits, different ways of how you manage your money, what you do with your discretionary money and all of that kind of stuff. And you're looking at your partner with a judgmental eye and you're saying, no, 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 you shouldn't be doing that. That is not the right thing to (laughs) do. You shouldn't be spending your money over here. What are you doing? And that kind of mindset and approach could then lead to you having arguments. Because you can imagine if someone's coming at you pointing fingers, that's already starting off the conversation in the wrong ground because you're not coming to them to say, hey, how is it going? How are you doing with your finances? You're simply saying you're wrong and I'm right. Listen to everything that I'm saying and you should do as I say with that. Yeah, and I guess it goes back to the whole spending habits thing. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that before you come together or join your finances or whatever you do, before you get in that relationship, you've already got two different different attitudes towards spending your money one of you might be a saver one of you might be a spender but if you don't have that conversation beforehand or if you don't try to figure out what the other spending habits are or what their upbringing was concerning money it will then cause tension when you then start when you're now in the relationship and then you're seeing how the other person's spending money and then you're wondering like, but I'm a saver. Why is he always spending? Or I'm, I like spending my money. Why is she always saving? Do you know what I mean? So you have to then have the conversation and try to figure out where you both stand. And I guess one of the things that we ended up doing because we found that we were butting heads with this particular issue was we decided to have a spending allowance in the budget. And when we had the conversation about actually having that spending allowance we were like you know what with that money do what you want whenever you want there's no judgment there's no questioning like why do you have 50 amazon packages coming this week or whatever as long as you're spending your allowance the way you want to spend it it's not for the other person to get involved and we've actually found that that's really really helped us because you're not really then trying to figure out like well where did you get the money to have those 50 amazon packages At that point, you already know that actually we had the agreement that you do what you want with your spending money. So it's absolutely fine. Yeah. And you see that question right there is what leads to arguments. Where did you get the money to do this? I think that's that's such a question that literally questions, you know, your partner's ability to handle finances or their ability to spend their own money sort of thing. And it gets really, really, um, I guess, negative when you ask that question in that way. So that leads us on to the third reason. Now, this one is one of my favourites, not because it's something that I do a lot, but because I I absolutely understand why it's a reason why couples then argue a lot. And it's giving money to others. Now, when you're in a relationship, you find that there will be times where your friends may ask you for money, your family may ask you for money. And to be quite honest, there's a lot of genuine times when they're asking because someone's really in need. But then there may be some other times where they're just asking to maybe sort of fulfill their wants that they have rather than a need. And if you don't set boundaries from the beginning as a couple, 
it's very easy for these people to then drive a wedge between the two of you. And it's so important to, once you get in the house, if you decide, okay, we're actually going to combine our finances or whatever you're going to do, it's important to then say, okay, so how do we deal with people that then call us and they're like, oh, Tando, can I just borrow this amount of money? Or Lindy, can I just borrow this amount of money? Setting boundaries from the get-go is so important. Yeah, and, and arguments here don't come from the fact that somebody's asked, you know, yeah. you for money or me for money. It's really that, okay, my friend has asked me for money and I gave my friend yeah. money with not with not with, without having that conversation with yeah. you, and that's where the arguments really start to come in play. And this particularly is um, a, a touching point if you are combining your finances. Yeah. Because if I'm giving money, that's coming out of the both of us. Really, it's coming out of our part, and I'm making a decision to give money to my friend and to yeah. my family member out of our part without our consent. <laughs> and that's where the arguments really start to come in play. Um, you know, it's not an issue if you have separate money and you're keeping your money separate and you can do what you want with your money. Your yeah. partner does what they want with their money. But if you're saying, okay, this is our money, we're putting money together, you have to make sure that if you're going to be giving money, you both have to be in agreement. Even if it's like your mom, you say, yo, that's my mom, fam. But, <laughs> but still, like, even in that position, you have to make sure that, okay, my partner is in agreement with me doing this thing. Now, it's, don't see it as asking for permission because that's not what we're necessarily saying yeah. um, what we are saying is more about having consensus and having agreement between the two of you to say you know this is what the situation is i want to do this what do you think and let's make a decision together rather than making the decision yeah. by myself without consulting my partner Absolutely. And it's important to remember that family, especially when it's family, I feel like it's different when it's friends, because maybe it's easier, somewhat easier to say yes or no to a friend or to sort of have that conversation as a couple like this friend's asking what should we do. But when it's family, it's a whole lot more touchier. And it's a sensitive issue because it's like, yeah, but that's my mom or that's my sister or that's my brother. I have to give them the money. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's a lot better, I guess, when it's friends or people that are more distant than your actual family and stuff. And I guess the one thing that worked for us is when we got married, what we actually decided to do was we had this conversation from the get go because we were like, so what happens when your mom or my mom or your dad or my brother then asks for money? We decided that actually let's flip it a little bit. We had conversations with our own families and I basically say to my mom and my brother, if you want money, you go ask Tando. Because the other thing is you don't want the, your partner to then constantly feel like, well, her family is just always asking for money. Do you know what I mean? And they will always ask me like all the time, why do they keep asking her without maybe sort of involving me in that discussion when they ask for money? So we decided, no, we'll actually flip it. So on the reverse, if anyone in his family wants money, they will then come to me and ask for the money. And I feel like from that very conversation, our families knew boundaries from the get go. So they were like, oh, OK, then there's these boundaries that they have. So we can't exactly just be going, well, that's my son. He would just give me the money or that's my daughter. She would just give me the money. So we set this in our relationship to sort of help us not constantly fight and go back and forth about people asking for money or family asking for money but maybe that's something you may want to do as well create a way or create some sort of boundary where you both feel respected when money is being asked of okay so the fourth reason why couples argue about money is because one of you is making the financial decisions on your own without 
consulting your partner. Now, we touched on this slightly just a moment ago, but this is to do with pretty much any situation. Right. This could be things like, I don't know, savings, investments, debts, signing up to new credit cards, whatever the case is. If you're making a financial decision that impacts the both of you without consulting your partner... Right. Man, that's a red flag for me. That's that's going to cause so many different arguments and so many tough conversations to have because at the end of the day, for me, that tells me that you don't respect my opinion, you don't respect my right. input, and you don't respect my, my uh, you don't value what I have to say about this topic because I feel a certain way about it. We may be in agreement about it, but that's not the point. The yeah. point is simply that you can't make decisions on your own that impact the both of you without consulting your partner. Right. And I like how you mentioned respect there because... Yes, it was a financial thing, but look how it's then brought respect onto the table. And once you feel like, and once you're in a relationship and feel like, well, my partner doesn't respect me. Now that brings up a whole lot of other issues with it. So it's important to then have that conversation, talk to each other without going to then make the decision that, you know what, I'm just going to do it without telling the person. Respect each other. If anything, respect each other enough to just talk about it, have a conversation about it. And number five. Now, this one is a very, very big one. Uh, so stick with us for a minute here. Um, and it's the simple fact, and this is the truth. This is not something that, you know, is our own thoughts. This applies to almost every single relationship. You and your partner are different. You mm. have different money beliefs. You have different money attitudes. Right. You have different thoughts about money, the way you feel about money, the way you view money. It's all going to be different in one way or another. Um, you know, you could be a saver and your partner might be an investor. Even in that, there's a very big difference. You could be somebody who really believes in, I don't know, earning a high income and doing the most in terms of making money and your partner doesn't believe that. And you may be in a position that, you know, you and your partner basically believe in two different things. And the reason why this then leads to arguments is because, well, you haven't understood each other. You haven't taken the time to yeah. understand this is how my partner feels and thinks about money in order for you to then understand how to approach certain topics or how to present certain things or how to make certain financial decisions. So to give an example for my situation, so for me, I'm very big on music, very, very big on music. And so because I value music, I am literally a-okay to spend a good amount of money on instruments or any other things like earphones and et cetera, because I'm very big on music. But if Lindy doesn't understand my values, she then won't understand why my financial decisions right. are so big in that area. And she might start to then say, well, <laughs> like, why are you spending all this money on an, a pair of earphones or on a new instrument? And for me, that's what I value. Literally, like, I am happy to put my money beliefs towards the things that I value in my life. Right. And one of those things is music. So I'm happy to spend that money. But if you have different money beliefs and you don't really take the time to, I guess, really understand each other and connect with each other in that sense, you will forever be butting heads in terms of certain things because money is something that's on the surface but your money beliefs is underneath yeah. the surface the bit that you don't see is the bit that influences that their actions and their decisions absolutely and another thing or another example and this one stems from upbringing for example you may be someone where growing up your family taught you that actually when you visit someone's house it's really important and it's really good for you to maybe buy a bottle of milk buy some bread or something take something with you don't just go empty-handed whilst on the other hand someone else is like no but if I'm invited to someone's house that should pretty much mean that they've got the food and they're just going to serve me and everything is okay and you can find that you can bat heads about that because you could be visiting that particular household quite a lot and then one of you is like, well, we're going to that so-and-so's house. We always have to make sure we've brought them some sort of groceries when you're going to your house. And 
your partner's out there thinking, hold on a minute. So every single time we go to that person's house, I'm having to take money out of my pocket to buy them food. Yet they know that we are coming. Why should I be doing that? And it goes back to the way that people, maybe in that particular example, it goes back to how the person was brought up. It's important for you to try and understand why they have that particular belief and where it stems from. I feel like a lot of our money beliefs are rooted in the way that we were brought up. So if we don't have that conversation and try to understand each other's background or try to understand what money was like for us when we were growing up, it will be very hard and become a point of contention in your relationship. Yeah, see, and that right there, what you were just explaining about learning about each other's money mindsets is really the number one thing that we've done to avoid having money arguments because the moment we understood where each of us was coming from and yeah. the moment we took time to to essentially put each other's in 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 your partner's shoes is the moment that we stopped having money arguments and we yeah. started to really understand okay this is how you feel about this situation this is how you think about this situation i didn't realize that this is how you think and feel and so now that i know I've got some insight that I, you know, I'd never had before. Yeah. And now I understand maybe why you were not for the decision that I wanted to do in with my finances. And trust me, just by doing this one thing alone, you will honestly, honestly go a long way to avoid having money arguments. And that is one of the reasons why we definitely put together the Couples Money Workbook so that you can have the tools and techniques that you need to learn about each other's money mindset so you can actually avoid having these kinds of discussions that lead to arguments when you're talking about money. And those are the five reasons uh, why we believe couples fight about money now as we said earlier on we don't want this to be a pointy finger type of discussion uh, but we just want to give you a different perspective on things and hopefully this discussion has given you some insights into how you can maybe have better money conversations with your partner don't forget to check out the couples money workbook the link is in the description for you to check out and literally start working together as a team with your finances now one thing that we'd love to know in the comments is what's your giveaway how do you and your partner handle money discussions how do you and your partner currently handle uh, money discussions? And if you used to have money arguments in the past, how did you get over those? How did you start working together as a team in order to have these con- conversations in a constructive way? We'd love to know. If you found value in this video, don't forget to like. Don't forget to, to subscribe as well to keep in tab with everything that we do. To hit the notification bell so you don't miss the next discussion that we'll have. And we'll definitely see you soon. We firmly believe that knowledge is powerless without action. So think about the one action you're going to take from today's discussion. To learn more about money, make sure you subscribe and tune in every week for a new discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. 